Hello, I'm John Ellis, and this is episode eight of Cows Not Cow, how to make your networking really work. The show designed to take you from zero to hero in the business networking world. Let me do this uh, like how those American cop shows begin. Previously on Cows Not Cow, uh, we've looked at why you should network and what's in it for you, potentially. From there, we've gone through an example, a theoretical networking event focusing on everything you need to do in preparation before the event, a couple of episodes on being at the event itself, one devoted to following up on the event, the longer term, nurturing those relationships to produce lasting value for both parties. And last week was a deeper delve into the importance of good listening, showing an interest, and helping our networking colleagues. If you've just found us on this episode, you can catch up anytime you like. And when you do, please spend a minute to rate and review our show. Leave a comment about what we could do in a future episode that might help you, anything you like. And we could maybe go off and record that episode for you soon. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts. We are there. Search cows, not cow. And make sure you subscribe as well. And that way, once you're all caught up, you'll get our fresh new episodes every week. And after all that... On to episode eight with our expert in the field of networking, someone who's made their living through it. It's Andrew Smith of Aberdeen Business Network, the man responsible for our show. Hi, Andrew. Hi, John. Good to see you again. Now, I don't know how I feel about the next few minutes, if I'm honest. I get the feeling that I might get dredged up as being the prime example of a bad example, because what's this episode about, Andrew? Well, to clarify for a start, there's no way I'm going to bring you up as a bad example until after we've finished recording. <laughs> uh, for this podcast, I'm, uh, I'm keen to cover different networking styles uh, around a few different points because it isn't just going to boil down to you know old bull networkers and, and young bull networkers. There's a little bit more to it than that. So I'm hoping that by sharing the different styles that we can identify, it's going to help networkers, especially new networkers, to get into conversations, good conversations more easily. So it's looking at the, the importance of following uh, your natural style, but how we can all, all improve, uh, and then different types of networker to, to look out for. And I've grouped them as, as nervous and new networkers, welcoming networkers, experienced networkers, and also bad networkers as well. Again, a nervous breath of my part, although my preference is, you know, it's better for some than none at all. Uh, on to it then, the importance of following your natural style. I assume that's because we will come off false, if not. No one likes to feel like they're, they're talking to a fraud. If it's you they're chatting to, it almost feels like you're being swindled, doesn't it? So following a natural style, Andrew, is, I guess, be you. Who else would you be? Yes, 100% that we, we must be ourselves when we go networking and it's okay to be it's okay to be different in fact i would i would recommend it <sighs> number of reasons for this it shows for a start you know if we're trying to to be something very different then others are going to going to see that and without even realizing why they're uncomfortable they're going to be uncomfortable if for ourselves it helps us to relax as well uh, and when we relax we're more likely to to enjoy it and the words flow better when we're relaxed as well. If we're working very hard and trying to portray a particular style, then that's when the words are likely to stall. It's less daunting and it's less tiring as well. And yes, of course, we want to be, to be positive. We want to put our, our best foot forward. We're at a business networking event. We're not out for a, for a drink with our pals. Remembering the days when we could get out for a drink with our pals. <laughs> but the being being ourselves is better for us, and it's so much better for the other person that we're speaking with as well. 
you've got an add-on here, important to follow your natural style, but we can all improve. What do you mean by that exactly? There's no such thing as the, as the perfect networker. And even somebody that's, that's very good and very experienced and that others would describe as a good networker, they've had some great results from the networking over the years. We can all get better. So we can't say, well, this is my natural stuff. This is just how I network. If we want to get effectiveness from it, then we've got to realise, well, we can get better. So we want to, to evolve by, by watching good networkers in, in action, um, by learning, you know, through watching, yeah, you know, videos, networking tips, you know, reading about, about networking tips, maybe some networking skills training. And that means that then our confidence for networking, it doesn't plateau. Our confidence for networking can increase if we think, okay, this is my natural style, but how can I keep evolving as a networker? In the same way we want to do with, with all our business skills, yes, we want to get more experience, but we want to get better as well. Can I just add in terms of um, references that you might look at or listen to or read, sometimes there are podcasts that can help you with networking. <laughs> Why did you mention the podcast? Never mind. And podcasts okay. as well. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about um, following your, your natural style to succeed as a networker. Uh, and let's take a look at other networking types. First up, Andrew, um, nervous or, or new networkers. We've all seen them. We've all been them, I guess. What's the best way to deal with them? It's to be kind to them. The nervous or the new networker, um, as we've talked about in previous episodes, we might spot them on their own for a start. And the reason that they're on their own is they don't really know anybody there. They don't recognise anybody there from the delegate list or when they come in. So we can be kind to them. You know, As I said before, you pounce on the one, you help the person that's there on, the, on their own. And they could be new, and if they're new, then they're probably nervous as well. They're on their own, that's making them making them more nervous. But even as networkers, even if when we get more experienced and we've gone to our 10th event or our 50th or our 100th event, we should always remember what it was like when we're going to one of our very first events and there are others you know, in that boat. Remember what it was like and be the person that then goes up and says, hi there, nice to meet you, I'm John and get the conversation going that way and ask some questions. Um, because that will be remembered. If you're the person that does that and helps the newer networker, chances are you're going to develop, develop a very good relationship with them. As you were talking about new networkers, the strangest memory flashed into my mind, and it's not of a networking event. It's of my little girl's school playground, and it's a small school um, with, uh, I think, 30 kids, and they tend to form little cliques. So very occasionally, you'll get just one kid that's left out, and then there'll be a few groups. And what they've been taught in, in their school playground is that there's a bench in the middle of the playground. And if you have nobody to play with, then what you should do is you should go and sit in the bench. And the other kids are trained to, to always keep an eye on the bench. And if there's no one yeah. there, then fine. If there's someone there then you need to go over and, and ask him to come and play with you because that person is obviously lonely. It's like the, the lonely bench. And I'm just wondering if we could put a bench in the middle of a networking room, Andrew, because it would do the trick. That, that, that's a good idea. Yeah, a bench, yeah, a bench with coffee. <laughs> yes, there's something, ta there's something taking shape here. Yeah. <laughs> with coffee and maybe some biscuits. No, never mind. I'm sure you'll, I'm sure you'll come up with something. <laughs> the, analogy, the analogy is perfect. You know, for, you know, same as, as the playground. You know, and it's then the new kid is coming in. 
if we spot the new kid, whether there's a bench or not, good networkers should then head to the new kids. Exactly. Um, welcoming networkers. This is what you've you've put in here as a, a heading. Is this about those networkers who are taking details for everybody else as you walk into the room or, or the act of making sure to welcome other networkers? Yeah, it's those that are displaying the, the behaviour that we just talked about there. You know, they're the ones who are who are making the you know making the space, they're smiling, they're giving eye contact. So that, you know, as you come in, they're pretty much saying, you know, if you want to head over this way, happy to chat. Or they may break off the group conversation that they're in to come over for a for a chat. So those that aren't, you know, head down, stuck into conversations, and there isn't anything wrong with that at all. But those that are making themselves approachable and even better if they head over to, towards you, they introduce themselves, they ask about you. These are the people, especially when we're getting used to, to a new format or a new networking event or organisation, these are the people that, we're, that we'll want to spend time with as we're starting to, to build up our familiarity in the room. Next up, experienced networkers. I'll tell you what the fear of them is or what I think it is. And for me, it's on two levels. One, They've got their experience by attending loads of these things and meeting heaps of folk, all of whom they're going to talk to ahead of me. Uh, two, because they're experienced, life's taught us to believe that means they'll be better at something than we are if they've got experience in it. And you instinctively feel the urge to shy away from them because they'll fill your space and overwhelm you. How do we, how do we deal with them then, Andrew? The first point, if, it, if an experienced networker is also a good networker, then they might also be a welcoming networker. And the reason that I say that is like in, in most things, just because somebody's experienced, just because they do a lot of networking, doesn't necessarily make them a good networker. It makes them an experienced networker. But if they're experienced and they're good, they're not just there to talk to the many people that they know, to, to talk to their pals. That's good. But they also want to meet new people because they already know almost everyone in the, in the room. So all good networkers will, will do that. They will keep the, uh, the quality of the relationships going by speaking to the people that they know. But they want to increase the quantity by meeting the people that they don't know. So therefore, the, the experience, you know, somebody you're perhaps aware of that does a, lot of, does a lot of networking, we would hope as well that they would also be a good networker. And if they're a good networker, they want to meet new people. So therefore, they're the types that are likely to then make the space, come over, say hello, introduce themselves. The second point about the, yeah, the, 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 almost the noisy networkers, where, where there's absolutely loads and loads of chat going on. Just because, in the same way, just because somebody's an experienced networker doesn't make them good. Somebody's a noisy networker and they're, they're talking lots, that doesn't make them good. If I, I would argue that those that actually talk less and listen more are the good networkers. So don't, yeah, don't be put off thinking, oh, wow, there's, there's a whole lot of noise in that conversation. I'm a bit intimidated. If there's a conversation that's going, but there's one, maybe just one person speaking or there's a bit of interaction going on, then that's fine because noisy doesn't necessarily equate to good because the best networkers are good listeners. Okay. And last up, <laughs> I'm feeling this might take another hour and a half from here. Last up, bad networkers. Is there more than one kind of bad when it comes to this description? And how, how do we cope with them? I think it's all under the, the heading of those that aren't interested 
in building relationships. So if it's a one-way conversation, not really interested in what you've got to say or looking over your shoulder all the time or trying to sell to you, then these are bad networkers. There may be good people, there may be good salespeople, there could be good business owners, but they're not good networkers because they're not relationship builders because they're not interested. And how we do that is, as we've talked about in, in previous episodes, is if it's a one-way conversation, you know, we try and get an opportunity to turn the conversation around a little bit for, for us to speak, to see if there's interest there. But if there's not, and that's happened two or three times, that's when we say, when they draw breath, and they absolutely have to draw breath, to say, do you have a business card? I've enjoyed speaking with you. Thank you for your time. I'm sure you can do more networking as, as I am. Swap cards and move on. Okay. There was that one time where Andrew took the business card and, and just sort of gaffer taped it over somebody's mouth, but that's that's only happened once, just the once. Um, yes, it's, a, it's a one-off. If it's a one-off, it's, a, it's, it's not a pattern. So yeah. again, it's best we record that bit. I managed to peel it as well. So, you know, all well, that ends well. <laughs> so what's next, Andrew? As, as networkers, we're, we're very fortunate that we've got uh, a lot of different options. Um, so what I'm going to cover next time is looking at the different uh, types of networking, event and organisation and format, uh, and how we can identify the, the right event or the right combination of events uh, to get maximum benefit. Okay. I'm John Mellis. Thank you for joining us today for Cows Not Cow, how to make your networking really work. If you found this useful, please rate and recommend us and please subscribe on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. Then you'll get us every week with all the good stuff, the hints and the tips for free, exactly what you want when you need it. And if you'd like to find out more about Andrew, the art of networking or the networking scene in Aberdeen in Scotland, check out ABNWorks dot co dot uk for some more networking blog tips that's abnworks.co.uk and you'll find andrew on linkedin as well where he's always happy to make new connections and chat about people's networking questions experiences and challenges search andrew smith from aberdeen business network on linkedin we'll see you next time thanks for listening